Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app. But, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. So we are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I have a stacked house today, <laughs> which I'm always excited about. And I've got a bunch of folks here to talk about Project Search. It's Project Search Mississippi, which is administered by the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services, and it's a joint partnership between MDRS, but also businesses and schools. We're going to learn more about that. We've got Faye Culpepper. She's the director of Project Search Mississippi. We've also got Austin Tidwell. He is a graduate of Project Search of 2018. Welcome, Austin. And we also have Shay Jackson, who's a Project Search instructor for Milwaukee Electric Tools in Jackson, which I think is super cool. So welcome, everybody. And congratulations on another year. I know graduation had just happened. Okay, Faye, I'm going to let you sort of set the conversation up for us. When people hear Project Project Search Mississippi or ask what it is, what's kind of like your elevator speech? How do you explain it? Well, it's a uh, nine-month, non-paid internship opportunity that helps young adults gain those skills to be able to go to work in the community. And, Austin, how did you learn about Project Search? Uh <clears throat> Got to learn how to do the job and uh, – <clears throat> got to think of it for a second. That's okay. No. No. Um, go ahead. Uh, Project Surge is where you can, like, learn learn the job and get – do the job and uh, <clears throat> um, do, like, do like what they do. Mm-hmm. And you've had your job for four years now, correct? Four, yes, ma'am. Where do you work? Work at – Ambassador Services at UMC. Good deal. And so that's part of the partnership, right, Faye, right. with other businesses as well as sort of schools. So how does the partnership, I know we have a business um, represented here with Milwaukee Electric Tools. So, Shay, how does the partnership come together? Um, well, this kind of got started. Uh, I'm an instructor at Baptist. Uh, I'm an instructor at Baptist. And so we just kind of made a connection with uh, actually our, our children uh, play volleyball together. And um, the lead at Milwaukee Tools said, tell me what you do. And so I was talking about Project Search. She said, that is so cool. So uh, Faye and I went and we toured the plan. And she said, you know what? We want one. We want our Project Search here. And, and so with that being said, we just kind of put all the pieces together. And we're going to open up in August with the, the first Project Search at Milwaukee Tools, which is going to be amazing, uh, all the things that the interns can do. And the premise is that they're ready to hire, right? You know, let's get them trained, and we want to roll them right into the workforce. So uh, that was a no-brainer for us. So we're excited to start another program, an adult program, um, 18 to 30 years old, 
for this site and what will they be learning like what will they get trained in um, there's a lot of different skills they're going to learn um, they're going to do welding of saw bands which may be foreign to some but it's uh, it's manual it's also computer generated uh, they're going to be deburring which is taking all the sharp things off of the drill bits basically this plant does a lot of drill bits so they make those they package those they also do screen printing so just so many different skills they can learn that they can take somewhere else let's work in a hardware place let's go work for a sports store and screen print so it's a lot of different things but milwaukee's premise is if they can do the job we're going to hire them right here in this plant and the people that run that place are phenomenal Mm -hmm. they are uh they're involved in special olympics um, they have a background where they really give back. So the, the connection that we made is amazing, and it's just meant to be. It, it, it's truly a God thing that it happened the way it did. And, and the fact that I get to go and, you know, help start that program um, makes me happy because I really want to start something and make a difference with these, these young adults. And like Austin, who, you know, started it off, and now he's just flourishing four years in. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. He's a hard worker. So You like your work, Austin? Yes, ma'am. What do you get to do every day uh, i just do uh like um when i start i will look for wheelchairs first mm-hmm. and then if i get a call do that and uh if depends how busy it is it was it was now look for chairs again and uh and uh, if if I, someone needs help i will help them too which is and very it, important because mm-hmm. people are very stressed out when they're in the hospital or when they need transportation and it's a critical job that you get to feel and that you enjoy and I think that's a really um, awesome gap that you're able to sort of feel with the with the graduates of Project Search and so Faye you guys had 18 sites this year which is incredible in and of itself but you're moving on up y'all are adding yeah. to the list uh, yeah. for next year so how many sites will Project Search Mississippi have next year we will have 22. We will have um, 17 health cares, two Air Force bases, two manufacturers, and um, let's see, I'm missing one, 17, yeah, 17 um, health cares, two Air Force bases, two manufacturers, I think that's it. You know, math is hard. Yeah. I think that's it. I'm trying to think if there's one more I'm missing, but that's it. Yes. That's okay. And so so it's a variety of different sort of establishments between businesses and schools. How do you connect with schools? Is this high schools you're connecting with or colleges? It is high schools. Um, You know, the Project Search really, in the beginning, started out to um, develop this program for young adults that 18 to 21, um, their senior year, needing um, some some different way of... um, being able to to graduate, you know, to finish and to find their future and to see what, you know, what they can do. And so it started out with transition. So that's how actually the director of Project Search or the director of um, Children's Hospital in Cincinnati, you know, paired with the special um, education department with um, Cincinnati because she was thinking, surely there's some type of program. You know, we get a full curriculum. So it is part of instructional time that they are learning how to, you know, self-advocacy, um, gain and maintain employment, um, financial literacy. So there's a lot of things that are instructional that's very important. So that was really important for young adults. So I think it, the, the original plans were working with school districts to make this partnership work. And then you were able to sort of expand that out into connecting with businesses, which it feels like you get training on the job, then hopefully you get hired on the job, and then you sort of stick with them like Austin has for, for four years now. So, Austin, did you get with Project Search through high school or through school? Uh, I 
through school, I think, I believe. You were able to do mm-hmm. that sort of through school. Mm-hmm. So you're one of, was he, would he also been one of the first graduates yes. in Mississippi? He was and, with, yes. He was or the morning. first year. Or yeah. the first year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You were like, you, you set mm-hmm. the stage. You set the standard sort of high for all the other graduates. Faye, mm-hmm. how many graduates have we had so far? We've had, we've had 211 and we have 154 working, currently working. That's incredible. Oh, it's it's amazing. We had um, 70 graduated this year. We just finished 18 graduations, and we have 53 currently working. So right right at graduation. So when does it kick off come this next, I guess, year? Is it, all, is it August? No, some will start later July because that extended year, and then some will start in August. So, Shay, when they get started with you, how many will you have? Uh, right now we're actually – actively looking for candidates we have two for sure i believe but um we are just kicking this off they the business just signed their mou to collaborate with Mm -hmm. uh mdrs so uh anybody listening that has that special need that needs you know that next step that journey that they're ready to take we're actively Mm -hmm. looking for those candidates and that's the main thing for this is like let's make those connections it's out there you're looking for the next step what do we do now you know Faye is hitting the pavement finding all these sites in every areas of our state. So all you have to do is reach out to MDRS and say, hey, I have someone who has a disability. What can we do? And I'm telling you, this program works. The way they come in, unsure, shy, and the way they come out with the chest bowed and ready to go to work, and they're hard workers, and they want that purpose in life. So I just think getting the word out, and, you know, we're starting in August, and um, our counselors are hitting a payment trying to find those people to put in this modified site that we have. I think if we can get the people, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you build it, we mm-hmm. will come. That's mm-hmm. what we're waiting on. How many on. can you take? Um, for a site, the max is 15 per site. Um, and with every, I think, five, there's a job skill coach that comes along with it. So you have an instructor and three other adults that actually help teach skills along the way and they're always side by side with our interns and then we slowly fade away so they're independent so mm-hmm. 15's our max probably to start uh, Milwaukee Tools we're probably looking at 10's since it's a new site and we're mm-hmm. trying to figure the jobs out ourselves. so right. we're having to learn those along with the interns um, and then we so we don't you know take an employee we're actually teaching the skill and teaching the job so that's our job to make it easier on the employer employer so um, what's the hours what would they come for the internship for an internship, they do six hours of internships. So they come, we start at eight. They do an hour of instruction with the instructor. You know, like Faye said, we talk on different subjects. We have our own standards and things that we do for our school. Uh, our instruction would be. And then they work on site for about four hours, taking the lunch out and taking the end of the day, you know, collaboration at the end. So you're talking about two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon for the internship. And how long does that last? Um, is it nine nine months? Mm-hmm. Like we do three ten week unpaid internships, and then you leave with a certificate of graduation, and then hopefully you'll leave with a job. But you don't leave us. We've got more with Project Search Mississippi coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. watch good things we are on your computer your mobile device you can watch us on roku amazon fire tv devices you can even catch us on youtube you can also watch good things on ceasefire tv if you've got that we're on channel 70 right next to the weather channel which is tell you it's hot it's just summertime it's hot Uh, but we're continuing our conversation here on good things about project search mississippi it's through the mississippi department of rehabilitation services but they partner up with businesses as well as school districts to help provide training and then hopefully a job at the end of it for their recipients We've got one of the graduates, Austin Tidwell, here. He's with us, along with uh, Faye, who is with the director of Project Search. She is the director of Project Search. And Shay Jackson, who will be the new director or instructor for Milwaukee Electric Tools in Jackson. A lot of a lot of words, but a lot of good things going on. And I want to go back to you, Shay, because this is your second, I guess, site, trying to unpack your involvement with Project Search. You started out at Baptist. Is that site still there at, at Baptist? So what's that one like? Uh Baptist is a is this their anniversary is going to be five years this year so that's a, that's a big deal but we do have a new instructor there um it's a Clinton Public School teacher we just met this morning in fact and kind of went over what he needs to do and 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 how to get the program start keep it going there it, it's a very well established program we have over nineteen sites that we're in in the hospital um the job site leaders the ones who actually work for Baptist are incredible people um loving giving hearts and they have done a phenomenal job with us in a partnership so um baptist is well established and i and i see it going far from here on out it's just uh we've got 15 total that we accepted this year we actually had to turn some away we're actually going through those to see if they could come to milwaukee i was just gonna say fady y'all don't have a way of if it gets turned down in one place that jamie you could pop up in another one because milwaukee can do anyone we're not related to a school so like we can take anyone and so for parents and young adults to take advantage of that, uh, they've got to do that. They've got to reach out and let's do this. And it's, this year is going to be about getting the word out that, you know, this is an adult program. So it, it'll take us some, a couple of years to grow, but we want to overflow and then make Faye go to work and find us another site. <laughs> so, so, Faye, out of the upcoming 22 sites, they're not all here in central Mississippi. Obviously, the Baptist is. Milwaukee's going to mm-hmm. be. But what are um, some of the other sites or, I guess, places or locations around the state for those listening to good things that you know for sure there may be something for them or their family member? Well, we have Coast. We have the four that's going to be on the coast. We have Singing River um, Hospital, which is in Ocean Springs, um, Gulfport, and Pascagoula. We also have Keesler Air Force Base. Then we go all the way to DeSoto County. We have DeSoto Baptist there. Um, Natchez, we have uh, Merritt Health. Um, Vicksburg, we have Merritt Health. We have Neshoba General. We have um, Columbus Air Force Base. Um, We have um, OCH, Regional Medical in Startville. Um, We have um, UMMC. Let's see. We have... um, you don't have to name all 22 of them. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm putting you through the ringer today with, like, the questions on, on knowing your stuff. But the, the idea is it's, it's, not, it's not just centrally. Correct. But if you are willing to drive or if you have a way of doing mm-hmm. it, if you don't, if one's full, then you can sort of fit in another one. Or you're Certainly. always looking for other business partners. Especially, do you really like the Milwaukee sort of setup where it's an adult, they can take anybody? Or is it pref- or is it preferred either way? Like school way. partnership versus um, adult? 
adult partnership. If they wanted to go that route, maybe they're not connected with the school, a business is listening. What are some of what would be the best fit? What would be some who would be a good fit to be part of Project Search from a business perspective? Um, well, first of all, the fact that they want to work, you know, that 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 is something that they think about doing. Um, good family support because a lot of our individuals do not drive. Um, we do have some that have, you know, through Project Search have gotten their driver's license, which is really cool. Um, so transportation is an issue, but how can we work through that Project Search year to make sure that we can hook you up with transportation? Um, and and you know that again, you want to work, um, and that that's one of the main things that that we look for when we look at students or we're identifying students. You know, they they have that those strengths to to be able to do things. So if a business is listening and they're like, I may want to bring Project Search a program to my business. What's a good business fit? Like I get Milwaukee Tools because they have like uh, the type of things that would be be able to talk this repetitive sort of way. Right. You got UMC, Austin's killing it with the transportation of patients mm-hmm. that he enjoys every day. So what kind of businesses are you looking for to partner with? We're looking for businesses that have at least one to 200 employees and, and at least have 12 different internship opportunities because we want the interns to have a variety of opportunities to make sure that we have, that we do find what they're really good at. And we tell them all the time, anybody can go to work, anybody can get a job, but we want you to have a career because a career is something that you enjoy doing and you're good at it and you look forward to it. So when we look for businesses, we look for those. We look for one to 200 employees and at least up to 12 internship opportunities. And again, we tell businesses, you're just our train insight. That's all you are for us. You don't, you're not obligated to hire any. You're just our training site. But I can assure you that majority of our host sites end up hiring majority of our, of our interns. So Austin, you've been working for four years at UMC. What's your favorite part? Uh, favorite part is to see the patients smile and, uh, uh, say hello to them and, uh, say, how you doing? They would say, uh, <clears throat> doing good. How about you? And I said, I'm doing good. (laughs) Well, you know, you have an important job because you're usually Mm -hmm. either the very first face that the patient sees or the very last Mm -hmm. face the patient sees or an in-between face (laughs) (laughs) that sees in sort of in in transportation. So I think, man, you were just a really good good fit for for that for sure. And UMC is still an active site. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In that way. You know, I can say this, Rebecca, when we had the pandemic, everybody was shut down Mm -hmm. across the world. You know, we're in 48 states. We're in 11 countries now. Italy just joined us. So we have over 750 sites. And some of the states literally shut down. But Mississippi was like, when can you get back in here? We want these interns in here. We were restricted in some areas, of course, but this, but the, the, all the host sites, we are, we, we have the same sites that we've started with. Nobody's backed out. Everybody's looking forward. Like, do you really have to take the summer off? So it's really exciting to hear that and even see, like she said, at graduation when the department heads and employees come and I mean, they're, they're teared up because they're like, we really love Austin. Like he has really made an impact. In my life and my and the culture of our host site, and Shay too. I mean, this now you've a couple of years now you've seen several interns come in and, and come through. What's what is it about you that keeps you connected with Project Search? <laughs> or Just, for you, not about you. <laughs> um, this program is life changing for these interns. When you come in, sometimes if you could think of a turtle, they're in a shell, and people have done things for them. And taking care of them and coddled them and whatever. And then the independence comes and then the adulthood comes and then they're like, I got this, go away. <laughs> and when you hear, I got this, go away, then we've done our job. And that's what we want. We don't want to be needed anymore. We want to know that they can stand on their own two feet 
and they can provide for themselves and have that independence that everyone ever anybody wants and they just come into their own and that is the most beautiful thing like here in austin and Mm -hmm. you know the fact that he loves the fact that he likes to say hello and he spreads joy and and just that kind face because he is kind First time I walked up, he just said, hey, how you doing? I'm Austin. Um, so just to see that in them and then the growth from the turtle to the, you know, the old saying, the butterfly, because that's exactly what it looks mm-hmm. like. And graduation is the happiest time and the saddest time at the same time because you lose them. You know, they're gone. They're adults and they don't need you anymore. Yeah, but like they come parent. back. Yeah, it's kind of, came back. Yeah, it's kind of like that parent. You know, yeah. it's definitely a parent. Absolutely. Also, yeah. like I haven't gone anywhere. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> just getting a paycheck. That's now. the teacher in us. You know, they're gone. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But you have done your job, and I think that's yeah. the point. It's to it's sort of give them a foundation to be able to go off and and have careers. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated yes. that word too, sort of. Faye. Um, I have to go back. Shay, when I hear Milwaukee Tools, I can only imagine a parent listening and go, "Are they teaching them how to do power tools like power equipment? Like what? <laughs> go back to what part?" they will be doing there at milwaukee tools because okay that's scary um, we're learning too like we're going to go back in july and we're actually going to learn the jobs the job skill coaching myself because we've got to know how to teach it um but like um there is so much computer generated uh things that they do now so basically supplying the the computer generated machine with the products that it need and we just to make sure we keep loading and keep going and then you know the welding is ma- it is through computer but also there's that manual there's also you know quality assurance where they're making sure the bands don't break or that because milwaukee's huge on quality if you know their tools it's all about that quality and we want the top quality that we can get so we've got to embrace their idea of what quality is so we've got to enforce that in our interns too but there's i've already counted and been and there's like 10 jobs that we can do right now after training that they're going to be ready to go and they're all in and that's all you can ask for in a business. So it's not using power equipment to cut things. No, yeah. I don't think they're going to let us touch that right away. Anyway, but we're going to so. we're going to bridge that gap. We're going to branch out. We're going <laughs> to. Well, you, you know what? That's that is true. Everybody can't. It wouldn't be me or my children. <laughs> we keep our fingers away from the shop, from the sort of the sharp um, objects in exactly. that way. Um, this is exciting stuff, Faye. I'd love to see it growing. When it grows, it means more people are getting awareness. They're getting their opportunity to sort of have host sites and everything else. So I can't wait to have you back mm-hmm. to talk about from 22 and sort of the on. Okay, Austin, are you going to come back next time with them? Yes, ma'am. Did you have to take a day off work to do this? Yes. Oh, well, we appreciate that. Uh, very much and appreciate all of you and look forward to seeing you back and keep hearing more good things about Project Search. What's the website real quick? mdrs.ms.gov or you can call 1-800-443-1000. All right, you got it. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. So come on. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can find Middays with Gerard Gibbert in with, and in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar and Sports Talk Mississippi. Live tomorrow, they're going to be in Greenville at the Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity Event. So you'll get to hear from celebrities throughout the day as they make their way to the Delta. And it all goes to benefit the Steve Azar St. Cecilia Foundation. It's raising funds for charitable organizations that aid sick, disadvantaged, and abused children. If you'd like to learn more about that or the event, you can go to steveazarstcecilia.foundation.org. Or you can tune in tomorrow from 10 to 6 with a little break in the middle (laughs) for us here on Good Things. Uh, But it should be be a fun day. All right, I want you to think about your favorite cuisine minus like American or Southern. I don't know if that's really considered like a cuisine. No, Southern's its own thing. Southern's its own thing, right? But in terms of like cuisine, not American, and because I have a groundbreaking study that revealed the most popular cuisine in each U.S. state. Really? So think of groundbreaking. I know, right? Like who, who spent time and money on this? I don't know, but it's interesting to me. And so if you think about it, in Mississippi, or your own favorite cuisine outside of, I guess, of American fare, which really American fare is mixed up of all other cuisines, but you, you get what I'm saying. What do you think? Well, one, think of your your favorite, and then two, think of what the most popular cuisine in Mississippi is. What would you What would you guess? Uh, if I had to guess what the most popular non-American cuisine would be in Mississippi, it'd be Mexican. You're right. Why would you choose that? Because there are so many Mexican restaurants, and they have to be serving somebody or they wouldn't be in business. That's true. I bet there's a Mexican restaurant in all 82 counties. Got to be. There got to be. Now, I cannot confirm nor deny that. There's no research study that suggests that other than I would like to think that would be fun to know. Like, is, is there? But I'm sure well, there has close to Close second, I would think, would be Chinese food because uh, – while there probably aren't as many Chinese places, they do have the buffets. So over 47,677 searches for Mexican food was made by residents um, each month here in Mississippi. So Mexican was one. Chinese cuisine is the most popular cuisine throughout all states in Mississippi. I mean, all states in America. So it sort of rings out, wins out in that way. But number two here in Mississippi is Chinese with 32,998. You know, this is groundbreaking, specific, you know, research here uh, for sure. Number three was Indian in our, in our state, which I think is, it beat out Italian. Now, in fairness, they're doing this based off of searches, yeah. not based off of restaurants, which I think would be probably harder for them to be able to have. I know there's a restaurant association and all that, but you're not bound by law to be a part of that if you yeah, are Yeah, they're not collecting all of them. They're not collecting um, all of them. And, but, you know, there should be a database of every restaurant eating establishment. How cool Google's would that be? working on that. Google is working on that, but you also have to provide that information. You do not have, and usually the ones who aren't on Yelp or Google are probably going to be your your best. They're the um, hidden gems. The hidden gems for sure. So number four was Italian. You think though, maybe we just feel like, and I don't mean this any disrespect to the Italians listening, that we've got that one covered 
Like you've got your Mexican, I mean, you ain't your Mexican, excuse me. You've got your spaghetti. You've got your, you know, maybe you do a lasagna. But we don't really, you got your chicken parmesan. That would be considered Italian, right? Or your eggplant parmesan would be considered Italian. And so not too many of us are going to be making our own. I know some of you are, but not too many of us are going to spend our Friday and Saturday afternoons and nights making fresh tortellinis and noodles and sort of all that. So I feel like maybe we just feel like we already know that. So when it comes to searching for things. Yeah, there's a generational knowledge as far as Italian cuisine that's been passed down that's different than the others. Like you you have your grandma's spaghetti recipe more than likely. You probably don't have a recipe from your grandma for chicken tandoori. No. Or fajitas. Which is probably why it's number one. I feel like of all those, now you would be a little more. I'm a little bit ex- more adventurous. Adventurous in your food than I than definitely than I am. But it but it feels like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe your household's different, but almost weekly ish, you have a Mexican something you make at home. Taco Tuesday has a hashtag for a reason or it is fajitas or it is quesadillas or burritos or you're doing some form of rice and beans with the taco sort of seasoning or you're making like a taco pie or skillet or something like that and or italian right like i mean i already said spaghetti lasagna that kind of thing but indian and chinese i feel like are less in our every week menu plan chinese maybe for some but I think we cook it less at home than oh, yeah. the other than the bookends, and we may not even recognize that it has a specific cuisine sort of attached to it. We're probably not that cultured. We're just doing what our family will eat and, and sort of tastes good. But it is hard to to mess up a Mexican recipe. Usually, usually. I mean, I mean you, you get into some spices. of the more traditional recipes. They can. Get a little more complicated, well, yeah. a little more time intensive, where it's like, all right, put this stuff in the clay pot and let it sit on the heat for twelve hours, and when you come back to it, you got to empty it out and do this, that, and the other. And but I mean, that's with any when you when you deep dive into a, a culture's cuisine, you're going to have those more intensive recipes that have been worked on over generations and eons. Well, you're the more adventurous one. So out of the Indian and the Chinese cuisines, which is probably the easiest to bring into your weekly menu rotation? Hmm. Is fried rice hard to cook? Not really. But it's not good left over. No, it's not very good at all left over. But it really boils down to how comfortable you are cooking different varieties of rice. Because with Indian cuisine... You're really going to want the basmati rice, that that really extra long grain rice. It's just something about it and the way it's cooked, and it goes very well with a whole lot of different Indian cuisines versus something like Chinese where you've got steamed rice, just the plain white rice, or fried rice, and those are simpler to cook and get right, Mm -hmm. but they they don't tend to lend themselves as much because in Chinese you also have so many different noodle dishes and hot pots, whereas in Indian 
there's a lot of things that go with the basmati rice. So ramen has really had a rebirth. Oh, yeah. Even trickle down here in Mississippi, we've got some ramen restaurants. If you haven't tried those, I mean, you really are missing out. You really have to convince sometimes your kids to give it a try. But if they like chicken noodle soup, they're going to like uh, ramen. You well, just a lot of people, figure it out. they think of ramen and they think of that crinkly shrink wrap pack of salt noodles that cost a couple quarters for a case of them that you cooked with the tea kettle in college and it's el cheapo struggle food Mm -hmm. that that's not the ramen you're going to get at a restaurant the ramen you're going to get at a restaurant is going to have roasted corn in it it's going to have soy eggs it's going to have uh i just went blank is it naruto the little fish cake with the pink in it but you're gonna have all kind of fun stuff in there that's gonna change the flavor profile change the texture and just give you a whole lot more i would say the probably the most um popular to make at home chinese dishes or if people try is the orange chicken oh, i feel yeah. like i have tried that before because all you really need is rice and then you create the orange chicken with the little sesame seeds and then you know who doesn't like sticky <laughs> orangey chicken Right, right. That sounds really good. Jimbo says there are more Chinese and Mexican restaurants available in Mississippi than there are authentic Italian. That's true. You do have. I mean, it is true. I feel like it's a gap that's missing. But I mean, you would also throw pizza into into that mix, right? Like into Italian food, kind of, maybe, sort of. Kind of. Well, where does pizza fit in? I mean, pizza the way we enjoy pizza is a very American dish. No, I mean like. The the frou frou kind, like the the actual margarita pizza. Yeah, like the kind you would not get delivered to your door, you know, with yeah, that's a hat, yeah, or at least Mediterranean. Some of the Italians don't like to claim it, but yeah, they do that. Well, then where did pizza first come from? We didn't invent it. No, but we 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 changed it up up and and made it into (laughs) what it is now, and it's regionalized with like the the bucket o sauce that you get in Chicago or the super. Thin but wide slices you get in New York. But if it wasn't Italian, who would you who would you pay homage to bringing pizza to America? I mean, Greece loves their flatbread, and they love putting stuff on flatbread, so they make little pizzas. So maybe it it, it trans- was Mediterranean. It transcends the beginning of time. I don't know. We'll figure that out. All right, we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget, you can watch us wherever at supertalk.fm. You streaming live there as well as Supertalk TV. And if you're just tuning in, we're debating where did pizza come from? What in, what in Mississippi? But if you do live in Mississippi, apparently our favorite cuisine that's not American is Mexican and then Chinese with a 
Italian coming in last and Indian beaten out Italian. But to answer the question, where did pizza come from? It dates back thousands of years. So it's been around for a hot second and it has roots back to the flatbreads with toppings popular in ancient Egyptians, Greeks and Romans. But what we know as pizza was off the coast of Naples in Italy back in the 1800s. So the very first of 1800s. So it's old food, and then it came on over, and we screwed it up. That's what's fascinating about food, especially as it relates to history. Mm-hmm. Because you you think of Italian cuisine, and one of the first things you're going to think of is a rich tomato sauce. It goes on pizza. It goes with spaghetti. You need tomato sauce for lasagna. Tomatoes are a big part of Italian cuisine. Except tomatoes came from the new world tomatoes came from our side of the globe and weren't introduced to italy until late 14 early 1500s well then maybe they had a different sauce for that because not all frou-frou pizzas have red sauce no some of them have like different some have none i mean and some that's have, why like, oil or yeah. cheese or you know sort of all the things but humans have been loving bread cheese and some other fat <laughs> since the egyptians pretty much oil oil figs, figs bread carbs dairy and then oil of some kind that's pretty much what we have have survived on for the last umpteen thousands of years i think the the scariest one is scariest or i'm being a little dramatic um one for me to to like try at home would be indian it is a lot of spice, because or it seems lot. like a lot of spice. But then if you overdo one and not enough, like, it can get, woo, real quick. And that's one of those where a lot of Indian cuisine recipes are recipes that started a couple thousand years ago, and they've been perfected over generations. And they know, all right, we've got this 18-spice blend, and they all need to be in this certain ratio, or it's not going to taste right. And it's all like basically the set. You've got a few like lentils, rice, beans, and then some form of bread to sort of wrap it all in. But basically they take all of that as a blank slate. And the only thing that changes from dish to dish, very, and I'm overstating it, but it's pretty much the spices. And then like which one they use more where or whatever it may be. I've always associated Indian food as like the, the soul food variant of Asian cuisine. Because it goes well with rice. It has several different toppings that you're going to put on the rice, several different highly spiced, highly flavorful proteins and, and other things that you're going to add to the rice to, spri- to spruce up the rice a bit. But it's made with heavy cream, and you got meats that are marinated in yogurt, and it just there's a lot more oomph to the meal than, say, Chinese food. Correct. It's good when done well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Indian Jackson, the Mexican food that we eat, is actually Tex-Mex. I know that's a big battle between a lot of a lot of just uh, points of thinking. The order and cuisine we call Tex-Mex is rooted in the state's... Tejano. Thank you. Culture. And so, yeah, I mean, you... The, and you hear that argument, too. Even if you go to Texas, you get different... Mexican cuisine than when you come here and go to a Mexican um, establishment. And I think some of that, they, I mean, they were trying to make a living. They realized what Americans would eat and buy and won't and sort of some of it, probably a little bit of it got 
Well, it, it's easy to paint with a broad brush, but when you look at a country like Mexico and you look at different regional cuisines, it's just as diverse as, say, in America where you've got southern food and then you go out to the west coast and you got vegan food and then you go up to chicago and you got the deep dish pizza and then you go to philly and you got the philly cheesesteak where all these different things are regional specialties usually based on what was available a couple generations ago before mass commerce and you could get everything everywhere still fresh you had to use what you had so just like in america where you've got all these different regional cuisines that those regions are known for and specialize in different parts of mexico do things entirely differently you can't beat a fish taco though with the right pico right fish sort of seared blackened a little bit crispy little corn tortilla they call it that oh yeah see now i see why we're number that's number one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in that way all right conversation never ends over on the good things facebook group we would love to have you there stick with us you got more coming up next you got the voice with sports talk from three to six rhino and i'll meet you back here tomorrow at two but until then i hope you all find time for the good things i can see good things for you tonight. good things for you tonight. good things for you tonight. good things for you Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.